The bipartisan Cyberspace Solarium Commission seeks to restore two cyber oversight roles eliminated during the Trump administration. Its final report recommends a national cyber director reporting to the president. It would also create a Bureau of Cyberspace Security and Emerging Technologies at the State Department, led by an assistant secretary. Those are two of the 75 recommendations that mostly require congressional enablement. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman discussed this with the co-chair of the commission, Maine Senator Angus King. This isn't something that we can wait on. It's not something we can do in five years. I like Mike Gallagher's characterization. We want to be the 9-11 commission without 9-11. I mean, that's the whole idea. In terms of what we're proposing, I think there are really several aspects. One is reorganization. Get the federal government in a place where we can execute. A central person at the White House with responsibility, I think that's important. Some reorganization here in the Congress, so we have individual committees that have this cyber responsibility. And then the the other big piece for me is the concept of deterrence. Right now, if you're a, an actor in somewhere in Europe or wherever, you know, China or whatever, and you think, we'll see if we can't hack all the personnel records of the United States government, okay, there's no price to be paid. Why not do it? And so our whole concept is we want them to know if they do something like that, there's going to be a response promptly, and it's going to hurt. We want to be a good ally and a bad enemy. And so I think those are the two big concepts, is getting ourselves organized to deal with this, but also establish a strategy that's public, that everybody knows that if you mess with us, you're going to pay for it. And to your point about the recommendation of a national cyber coordinator, it appears that the past is prologue on that regard. I believe Rob Joyce over at NSA had had a similar role that was then done away with in the the Trump administration. There have been ups and downs on that, but as I said in my remarks, I think this is a favor to the president because cyber is, A, a big problem, and B, it's scattered throughout the federal government. And if I were the president, I would want somebody who I could go to who held the responsibility for overseeing all those agencies. Plus, this president has recognized the the danger here, for example, on his position on Huawei, which I think is correct, and he's been very aggressive about that, and this is a larger piece of that same issue. So I'm hoping that we're going to get a good hearing with the National Security Advisor and perhaps with the President, because as I say, I think this is, it's a natural given the magnitude of the problem. And as far as the top coordinators in all of this, it seems like CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is really kind of the the go-to or point person for a lot of this. Can you give a little bit of an overview of how their roles and responsibilities might be expanded if these recommendations did go forward? Well, I think one of the most important things to build on is that they've already established relationships, for example, with the secretaries of state, with the election officials, with private sector, with the government. We're going to elevate them, give them more authority and more funding. We're not talking about billions of dollars here, but we think that this is an agency that's really poised to take a leadership role. So that's why we, instead of creating a whole new agency, we said, no, we've got a good one here. Let's expand their activities. And to your point earlier on about the congressional piece of this, of how there are dozens of agencies that have some cyber oversight. It's going to be hard. 
is it as simple as kind of folding together the subcommittees that already have oversight on that together? Or how do you see this going forward? We're proposing creating new standalone committees very analogous to the intelligence committees. The House and Senate Intelligence Committees didn't exist until 1976, and the Church Commissions, when they studied and reviewed the activities of the CIA and the various aspects of the intelligence community, realized there really needed to be some centralized oversight in the Congress. And those committees were created to perform that function. We think it's very similar today, where there's cyber scattered all over the Congress, responsibility scattered all over the executive branch, that you have committees that have a centralized ability to develop expertise and provide the oversight that really this subject demands. And one last point here, as far as the recommendations, as far as going back and revising national security strategy with regards to cybersecurity. Well, I, as I mentioned, I think the key is a declaratory policy that if you strike us, you will regret it. And that's not the case now. On the, the, on the attacks below the level of, of a catastrophic attack, and that's where they're hitting us. If people know that they're not going to pay any price, they're going to keep doing it. And so our strong recommendation is develop a what they call a declaratory policy, which means tell them, and then we don't say, you know, what should be the response, but we say there should be a prompt and serious and costly response to people who think they can mess around with our economy, our politics, our structure of our system uh, with impunity. Those days, I believe, should be over. Maine Senator Angus King. Dory also spoke with Tom Fanning, CEO of the Southern Company and a Solarium Commissioner. The words we use now are not information sharing, which is a concept that I think will be obviated. It'll be passe. It's not cooperate. It is to collaborate in a very organic way with the intelligence community, with our sector-specific agencies, in my case, Department of Energy, with the Defense Department, U.S. Cyber Command, FBI, Secret Service, you name it, and for the private sector to engage and to really understand also at a state and local level what it means to have boots on the ground to solve the problems, and then also what international cooperation we need. All of this is a new day in terms of the collaboration between the private sector and government. To your point regarding critical infrastructure, I know that you and other companies have worked very closely with CISA on that very issue. Based on where things are now, how do these recommendations take things maybe a step further? when it comes to protecting that critical infrastructure. Yeah, I think Chris Krebs has done a great job with CISA. In fact, let me even back up before CISA. So I've been leading the electricity sector, helping lead it, for about six years. And one of the reports that came out that was important to me was NIAC, National Infrastructure Advisory Council, that within the context of Homeland Security, they divided American commerce into 16 segments. NIAC define six of those 16 segments as what they call lifeline sectors. So that would be finance, telecom, electricity, or kind of my top three. And then the next three would be probably water, transportation, health, and public safety. So what we did was understand in electricity that we were truly interdependent. And so we've been working now for about three years, and it's really matured into a collaboration with what we call the tri-sector group finance, telecom, electricity. And there's been great leadership at all levels in these sectors. When I look at CEOs, Jamie Dimon and Brian, uh, at J.P. Morgan, Brian Moynihan at BOA and Telecom, Randall Stevenson, his top lieutenant, John Donovan, and me, and putting together a team of people that are truly thinking through a joined evaluation of cyberspace. 
We have a joint threat matrix now, which evaluates the likelihood of a problem by the magnitude of a problem. And we're starting to develop a wish list similar to some of the legislative proposals that we're coming out with in Solarium. And so while I'm the only true private sector guy, CEO-looking person on this commission, we were able to use these people outside commission hearings as a wonderful reservoir of talent to bounce ideas off and get kind of advice as to how to advance this important cause. Tom Fanning, CEO of the Southern Company and a Solarium Commissioner. You also heard from Senator Angus King, the co-chair of the commission. They were speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.